Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Oh, it's late on a Sunday night, and we just got done watching what I will probably call one of the better, well-rounded pay-per-views of the year. I absolutely will call it that. Um, and as we get into this, folks, as I get done filling all my tabs up here, uh, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, and ring that bell for notifications. And wherever, <laughs> wherever you're watching from thank you whether it's on the youtube or on the twitch all the social links are in the description of the video and as i go through this by all means folks let me know what you thought of this show as we get into this global wars is here zach bonifers into twitch christopher what is up I mean, there was a little bit of everything in here. We got we we got some surprises. Uh, we got some hardcore action, you know, with the weapons and everything. We got some great women's wrestling. We got some tremendous tag team stuff. I mean, if whatever you wanted, it was in this, and that's why I still this this is still one of my favorite brands today you know along with impact wrestling <clears throat> there you go all the more reason to sub on the twitch you get the you get the emotes i know i gotta get some more emotes on there i've got the logo on there zach bonifer's showing it off thank you very much so um god where do we start with this well, let's just start with the beginning. Um, Serena Deeb, I, I I unfortunately can't say anything about this match because I uh, I missed it. I was in the process of making dinner, um, but I saw that Serena Deeb did retain her NWA Women's Title against Riho. I am gonna um, go back and watch that sometime this week because they deserve it. They are, they both are tremendous women's wrestlers and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, it was weird though, because the, the pre-show that was playing on my cable box is not what was on like on the socials on like YouTube. It was different. I mean, it was similar content but it was it was different it was i don't know unless i just had it lined up wrong time wise maybe it was the same i don't know i'd have to go back and look um so double or nothing 2021 is in the books we start out here on the main pay-per-view with brian cage versus hangman adam page and I'll, I'll say this, those two had a match that basically said, hey, follow this. 
because it was damn good. I, I in, in my professional podcasting opinion, I will say this is probably the best match that I've seen out of Brian Cage. <clears throat> I mean, he looked like a star here. He really did. And that's not to say anything negative about Hangman Adam Page. I don't think I've ever seen a, a bad Hangman Adam Page match, honestly. He looked, he, he always looks tremendous. I will say that. He is consistently good in the ring, which is why he's, honestly, it's, it's been like that slow build. But he truthfully, I'll say it again, he truthfully has become one of my favorites to watch on this brand. Like, whenever I see him, Marching to the ring, um, I I know I'm in for a slobber knocker. Absolutely. Um, Storyline wise, this was fun because we did see Team Taz, <coughs> excuse me, uh, get involved here, and they are the ones that caused uh, Brian to lose this match. So, uh, you know, do I see? This storyline continuing as far as uh, problems between Team Taz and Brian Cage, yeah. So what's what'll be funny is if it's him leaving Team Taz, or they out of frustration because he lost, kick him out. So uh, let me know what you think in the chat. Do you think? Uh, Brian is just going to straight up leave and then he gets, you know, the, the beat down on the way out, or are they going to kick him out? Let me know what you think in the chat, but a uh, great win. Uh, they, they both did a tremendous job. I will say that they both did, but Adam page, <clears throat> excuse me, comes out with a win here. We got a, an absolutely phenomenal AEW tag team title match here between the young bucks defending their titles against box and Kingston. This, this is one of the most fun tag team matches that I have seen. Uh, I'll say this, this year, and it's from some of my favorite people in this company. So it's really no surprise. Um, Callis was on commentary uh, the, the the good brothers then came down to interfere with this. Kaz, of all people, made a nice appearance and uh, lit up the good brothers and chased them off. And uh, <clears throat> was it Eddie Kingston clobbered uh, Gallows outside? I believe that's how that went. But yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, so Kaz chases him off. The Young Bucks did retain here. Um, I was <clears throat> I I was rooting for Mox and Kingston, but I think I actually picked the Young Bucks to win. Let me quick look at my notes. Oh, I did pick the Young Bucks to win. Interesting. So, so, so far I was two for two here. 
And then uh, and it was all downhill from there. Um, no, I got a few more, right? But um, Joey C's in the chat. What is up? Uh, next, we had the uh, Casino Battle Royal. And I will say, I will say this is probably one of the more fun battle royals that I've seen. And I do like this style of it. It's different. You know, when you've got like everybody in the ring, it's, it's just chaos and you really don't know where to look. If you layer it, send out a group at a time, it paces itself so much better. Honestly, I, I do like this. It's become one of my more favorite ways of, of watching a, a battle royal is when it's layered like this. They send out a, a car, was it a, a, a card suit at a time? <clears throat> Terrence Sullivan, what's up? So, okay, so they, you know, they pick a card from a, a special deck and they find out, you know, when they're going to go out. Um, so the clubs went out first, followed by the diamonds, then the hearts, then the spades, and then last but certainly not least, the joker. Um, <laughs> Global War says, can you predict the future? What are the lotto numbers? I don't play the lotto, so there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to pick the numbers on that. But 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 thank you for your confidence in me. That's hilarious. Love you. Love you, HD. Um, so clubs was uh, Christian, Seidel, Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, uh, excuse me, Dustin Rhodes, and Max Caster, always with an entertaining rap coming out to the ring. Um, Diamonds was Matt Hardy, uh, number 10, Vance, uh, Nick Camarado, Serpentico, and uh, Isaiah Cassidy, which I didn't realize Isaiah Cassidy was actually one of the numbers until they actually listed him in the, the lower the lower left-hand part of the screen. They list all the names. Because uh, I thought he just was accompanying Matt Hardy out there because it, it took both of those guys forever to get in the ring. Uh, the suit of hearts was the, the Varsity Blondes uh, and Colt Cabana. And then... Um, Oh, I can't even read my own writing. My God. Um, oh, Bowens. And uh, then Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. looked amazing, by the way. He, uh, I mean, he had like all, I mean, I mean, a lot of people had new gear, but he really stood out and his colors just popped. And I was like, wow. Okay. Just seeing him look like a million bucks coming out there he was automatically one of my picks to win. I don't think I picked a winner when I was doing predictions the other day. Um, but he looked amazing. He's always one of my favorites to watch. And then last, but certainly not least, the spades came out. Uh, Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, uh, Aaron Solo was replacing uh, QT Marshall. Uh, I believe uh, from what I heard, Evil Uno was out there, and then uh, Lee Johnson. Now, the 
the Joker got a lovely pop. He really did. And did a, he did an amazing job until he was unfortunately eliminated. But it was Leo Rush is now elite. And uh, so that was that was fun to see him debut. And um, he's he's been a part of MLW, but it was great to see him uh, debut here as a part of, uh, you know, like the return to fans and whatnot. So that was great to see. So, um, man, he is he is going to tear it up with some people in this company. That's uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait to see what else he does. Uh, but Jungle Boy and Christian are the final two in the ring, and uh, Jungle Boy ends up winning this. And uh, man, that crowd, that crowd just erupted when Jungle Boy won because he truly is one of the fan favorites as far as like homegrown homemade stars, homegrown stars in this company. He really is. I mean, he is the future of this company along with guys like MJF, Sammy Guevara, guys like that. So uh, really cool to see him get this opportunity. And apparently he's going to get this shot um, they said when he's going to get it, is it in a week or two weeks? It's coming up quick. It's coming up really quick. <clears throat> Zach says he was let down. It was a letdown for him to be the surprise. Okay. So you're, you're not the, uh, you're, you're, you're not the number one card carrying member of the, uh, Leo Rush fan club. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, I saw somewhere, I saw some headline. I was really trying to avoid spoilers, but also trying to keep up on any last minute things going on. I heard that there was some kind of like, somebody leaked something or somebody put something out there, something about, um, uh, Ryback put something out there or somebody did something. I don't know. And I didn't even see what it was. I was just like, no, no, I don't want to know. So um, thought thought maybe there was a small chance it'd be Ryback, but I, you know, I don't, I don't hear many, I don't, I don't follow him very closely. I don't see what he all puts out there. So, but I haven't heard too much positive lately. I keep hearing that he's saying that he's ready for a comeback. And I was like, well, this is a great opportunity in front of fans, but uh, well, didn't happen. Didn't happen. So, um, <laughs> critical sting. What's up? Uh, he said, uh, Daniel Bryan at Slammiversary confirmed. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Thank you, Critical Sting, for spoiling that. Yes. I <laughs> uh, love my audience. All right, so congratulations to Jungle Boy. I, I forget when that opportunity is. It's it's either in a week or two weeks. I forget when they said, but it's coming up quick, like I said. 
Uh, I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that, Matt. I'll get to that. Talking about Mark Henry. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, all right. So next we get Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes. I tell you what. I really enjoyed this this match. Um, Cody Rhodes absolutely made Anthony Agogo look like a star. I felt like this match was well paced. Um, for, for this is what Anthony's what third match or whatever he's had like two other matches, something like that. I don't know. Um, they are going to make him one of the biggest stars in this company. I, I firmly believe that I really do. They, they, um, they're, they're going to build him like, like Jade Cargill, you know, and other people that they have not put in a ton of matches in front of the fans' eyes like MJF. That's what they're going to do with this guy. Um, and I don't I don't know if he's going to stay with the company and still do other things sports-wise because he was, what, a boxer? He's an Olympic boxer or something. <clears throat> um but I really enjoyed this, and I I thought I mean I I love Cody. I know a lot of people don't like Cody Rhodes. I still love Cody Rhodes. He's he's one of my favorites in this company. But I thought uh, Anthony of Gogo, the way this match was paced, I thought he looked like a million bucks. I really thought he did well for for being a new wrestler in the last two years or whatever it's been. I think they said eighteen months or something. Um. I thought I, I thought this was really well done. Am I gonna say it was match of the night? No. No. But for for what they wanted to accomplish with this, it, you know, it, it had that big fight feel, you know, kind of like you know, East versus West, like you know, Rocky versus the Russians, you know, it's something similar to that effect. Um it uh it it felt like that. Because they've built Anthony Agogo up to what, you know, what 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 can this guy do? He can hit you once, and then you're done. You're just done. And um, and and Cody Rhodes told a good story in the ring too. I mean, he was just beat to hell, but he beat him. He beat Anthony Agogo. I was I was a little surprised, but um, Cody beat him with a vertebraker. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for, uh, Anthony Agogo, what, uh, what they're going to build up to his next, uh, you know, his, his next, uh, rivalry or, or, or whatever, but I really enjoyed what he did here. I, I thought it was well done. Um, next we got the TNT title match the, I love this match. Um, Probably one of the ones I was looking forward to the most as far as two guys just 
just an absolute slobber knocker. As far as like wrestling, um, you know, you know, I, I was expecting a fight out of this one. And, you know, and that's what I got. Uh, Lance Archer and Miro just clobbering the shit out of each other. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun. I, I couldn't wait to see these two guys finally get their hands on each other in a, in a, you know, for something big, you know, for a title. Um, so I, I really like this. Uh, Jake Roberts comes out with what looked like uh, a snake in the bag and then Miro just throwing it back down the tunnel from where you know Jake came. Um, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, you know, stomp on it or anything, but he, he threw it, which was, you know, a little shocking. Like, oh, my God, what's number one? What kind of snake was in the bag? And number two. Did Miro kill the snake? I mean, I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, and then he killed Jake Roberts. Uh, just, you know, just destroyed him. And, and uh, Jake's, Jake's still great at selling, you know, like, oh, he just, you know, he's just a hot mess at ringside. Uh, but Miro won here defending his uh, TNT title. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a rematch of this one. These these two could fight forever. I love this one. So, um, uh, let's see. We get the announcement. We get two big show announcements during this pay-per-view. The first one, and I'll just, I'll just talk about both because we got both. Um, the first one was all out in Chi Town, uh, September fifth, and that that makes me think that the Milwaukee date is uh, is still on because I believe it's in August. I gotta double check the date, um, but like I said, unfortunately, it's one that I already sold my tickets for just because I didn't. Well, number one, I didn't think I'd be up for going, and number two, I didn't think it'd be happening period because that's been postponed a few times so that tells me that that's probably still happening but um so that's all out chicago september 5th where champions are made that was kind of interesting um i don't know if that's a tease for someone coming to the company or or what i'm not, not sure um full gear was then announced for november in st louis so they're they're staying they're staying kind of in the Midwest. That's interesting. I'm not saying staying for all of them, but as far as like the pay-per-views, it's it's interesting. Um, and I know you guys probably are uh, curious on my my opinion. So you know what? We'll just cut to the chase, and we'll talk about the. Um, the announcement we'll get back to the matches then uh tony tony skiavone shivani is uh in the ring talking about rampage coming to tnt august 13th and they said they got someone special on uh commentary to uh start this new show similar to how they had the big show for uh dark elevation 
and they announced the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I was shocked. Well, I was shocked because I thought he was such a diehard, like, WWE guy, honestly. Um, But I also know that he has been training hard for a comeback. That has been all over social media, from what I've heard. I've seen things here and there, you know. Um... about him dropping weight, getting back in ring shape, stuff like that. Um, so, Zach Bonifer says Urban Meyer. Who is Urban Meyer? Was that someone else that got announced for something that I missed? Who is that? Is Chicago next to Wisconsin? Yeah, Chicago's just a hop, skipping away from Milwaukee. It's just south of the border. It's about, uh, <clears throat> what, a, an hour's drive? Not even? Something like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm excited to see what Mark Henry does in this company. Um, I was, I think I was a lot more excited for big show, but I, I do appreciate Mark Henry's stuff. I don't think I became a fan of Mark Henry until he really went on that solo run and then went after, you know, like a big, uh, title. He had some championship, didn't he? It's really fuzzy to me and I apologize. Um, but I do like Mark Henry. And I can appreciate the fact that he wants to get back in the ring and that he's getting in really good shape. I can respect that. Hey, Violet, what's up? Um, <laughs> Jay Bones going to Chi-Town. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, would I like to? Sure. But uh, we'll see. Um, but I, I, I am excited to see Mark Henry and see what he does. Um, so they got some time until that show debuts in August. So, but I'm sure he's going to be all over the promotional stuff and, uh, Hey, who knows what else he's going to do? I have not seen the press release yet. I'm sure there's going to be something that's already dropped that I just haven't seen on social media tonight or, um, Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Violet says, try to get Trent to go with you. Ah, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Yeah, we'll see. Because he went to All In and he didn't have fun. So I don't know if he'd have fun in Chicago going to All Out. But we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll become a diehard fan um, before then. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> Mark Henry was a champion, but I think uh, he could be a good trainer. Um, 
Oh, they said analyst and coach. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, I have no doubt that he's going to try to get in the ring at some point. In fact, I kind of thought that that mystery person from the uh, Casino Battle Royal was actually going to be the big show because they, they did say that he was going to be on commentary for it. So I was like, okay, he's going to stand up. He's going to rip the suit off, you know, those tearaway suits. And then, you know, march to the ring and throw like 10 people out. That's what I thought honestly was going to happen. I didn't predict that, but in the back of my head, I was I was ready for that. That didn't happen, though. Um, oh, Violet, you were joking. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it'd be worth a try. It'd be worth a try. I'm, I'm sure it would still be fun to see uh, him react to a – see Trent uh, – react to a live AEW show. All right. So that was that was the announcements and surprises. Back to the matches here. Uh where were we? Okay, yeah. So Miro beats Lance Archer. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday Jake the Snake Roberts. It was his birthday. So he beats him up on his birthday. How nice. Uh <laughs> damn you Miro. Oh, let's see. We got the AEW women's title. Man, the crowd was hot for this one. My goodness. And one thing I did write about the crowd here, split crowd. To me, it, to me, from what I heard, it was a split crowd between uh, Hikaru Shida fans and uh, DMD, uh, Britt Baker fans, because... <clears throat> um, They both got great responses. They really did. Uh, I love this match. It was it was slow paced. They told a tremendous story in the ring because for a while it really seemed like uh, Hikaru Shida was going to retain. It really did, and I was I was ready for it. I mean, I was kind of rooting for Britt Baker. But the way that they've honored Hikaru Shida this past week, um, I felt like it was either getting ready for her to win in front of fans again for a big show like this, or, um, I mean, there isn't a lot of gray here. You know, it's either that or uh, pass the torch in front of a, you know, start a new era, you know, kind of like what Britt Baker said, you know. Um, but, um, but seriously, hats off and congrats to Hikaru Shida for really being a spotlight during a very dim time in this company and also a kind of a dim time for this division because they really struggled. They really did. They had to make some homemade stars like out of nowhere during this past calendar year. And I felt like uh, I felt like, I mean, it was a rough road, but I felt like they, I felt like they did a good job with it. They did what they could with it. You know, they, they built some new stars up to replace ones that, um, you know, kind of fell by the wayside, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they had more international ones between the UK and Japan. So that hurt them. That hurt him bad, you know? So, <clears throat> um, 
but I was I was still happy when Britt won. You know, they um, it was a decisive win, even though Rebel you know got involved here and there. Uh, but that's you know that's heel stuff. You know, so I wasn't like you know screaming mad about it like oh. You know. You know, I'm sure some people were, but that's that seal stuff. You know, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, good, very good women's match because I've seen a few pay per view matches depending on who Hikaru Shida was facing, and it just didn't come off as as well as this one. <clears throat> but this one I felt was really good. Um. <clears throat> Then we got Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus uh, Darby Allen and Sting, with uh, Sting getting the win on this one, pinning Scorpio Sky. He, he, he just pinned that little Stinger fan and just crushed Scorpio Sky's dreams. Uh, this one was fun, though. This one was fun, uh, and I loved the stuff that went on towards the end of the match between uh, Darby Allen and Ethan Page, the way they were just, you know, gouging each other's eyes out and doing a slap fest. This, this, this was, uh, this, this match had a great pace, uh, told a good story in the ring. And um, I, I hope it continues because I want to see more of Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. These two could fight forever, in my opinion. Because I've loved that rivalry for the last four years and have waited for it to hit this level again. And I, I think they could do so much more, you know, without their components, without Sting, without Scorpio Sky. Not a knock to them. I just want to see, you know, I just, I, I want to see everything. You know, I want to see the steel cage match. I want to see a stadium stampede just between these two. I want to see a blood and guts match. I want to see it all between these two. That's just me. Um, yeah, Violet, I think Sky loved being pinned uh, by his idol. No, I, I thoroughly believe that too. Um, I'll, I'll compare this to back when the shield was around and Jake the Snake Roberts put the uh, snake and laid it right on top of uh, Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose just laid there with a smiling smirk on his face. Like, ah, doesn't get any better than this, you know? I'll compare it to that. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Sting got all the pops, got some of the biggest pops of the night during this match, just because it's like, yeah, you still got it. And all those great chants. Good stuff. He even did a, a diving cross body off the, the stack of the um, chips next to the stage there. Between the ramp, uh, entrance ramp and the uh, fans. Crazy. You know, pulled off all of his signature moves uh, well. I will add that. So, yeah. Absolutely, Joey Z. He was a badass tonight. Absolutely. So, but uh, <clears throat> since Sting and Darby Allen get the win here, and we get the AEW World Title match 
between Pac, Orange Cassidy, and Kenny Omega. Callus on commentary through a majority of this. Um, but man, if if this match didn't make you feel like we were getting another champion, you'd you'd be lying to yourself. There were points in this match where I seriously thought we were either getting uh Pack or Orange Cassidy. Because this crowd was this crowd was so ready for it. They they really were. <clears throat> um and the way the crowd was erupting when it was close, um, this match took this audience, including myself, on one of the biggest roller coaster rides of the year so far. You know, big highs, big spots, emotional moments, and then just just completely I mean the way when Kenny won. You could have heard a pin drop. If you didn't have the exit, uh, or the you know, the entrance music, if you didn't have Kenny's music playing, you could have heard a damn pin drop in that arena. Or rather, in that amphitheater. <clears throat> that crowd deflated. And I don't know if that's good or bad, because usually you hear boos. But there was just nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> um, I mean, I'd, I'd go back and watch it again, but I was waiting for all the boos, and I didn't hear anything. Um, <clears throat> no, HD, you're, you're hearing rumors that... Impact has, I mean, from my knowledge, Impact hasn't said anything publicly about what's going on with Don Callis. And they're letting a lot of it play out on TV. So whatever you're hearing or reading online, take it with a grain of salt. Because, I mean, with the exception of his name not on the website apparently anymore, I haven't seen this, but apparently it's <clears throat> not next to Scott Demore's anymore. Um, just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, he's still on TV, so can't be that bad. So <laughs> it could be the biggest work in Impact Wrestling history. Who knows? Who knows? I I'm really choosing just to ignore it. Just Follow what I'm seeing on TV because that's much more entertaining, in my opinion, rather than hear a bunch of people guess shit on the Internet. Don't read the Internet. <clears throat> Unless it's like official press releases or results and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, this, this, this was probably one of the best three-way matches I've seen. I, I know some people out there um, don't like three-way matches just because of what can happen, you know, during them. And, um, but, but this match is, a, this match was a perfect example of that. You never know when somebody's going to come in out of nowhere and spoil something. What do you think someone else is going to get the win or the pin or whatever? 
But this was a lot of fun. I did enjoy this because I, like I said, I was so ready for Orange Cassidy or Pack to win. Who did I pick here? Did I pick Omega? I actually did pick Omega. I picked Omega, but I was ready for either one of these other guys to win. I, I, I still think Pack and or Orange Cassidy are going to be champions someday. I'd rather Pack than Orange Cassidy, but I've become a bigger Orange Cassidy fan, especially with matches like this, where he can prove what he can do in the ring. I mean, I get the gimmick, you know, the hands in the pocket and the, the shades, and you're just cool, and you can do all this, the, the, the lazy gimmick. I get it. I get it. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I can take it in doses, you know. Um, do I want to see him on my TV all the time doing that? No. No. That's why <clears throat> when he did as much as he did in this match, I appreciated him a lot more because you see the true wrestling talent come out, you know. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'd rather see Pac than Orange Cassidy someday. But Kenny Omega wins this one. Uh, then on to last but certainly not least, the Stadium Stampede. And this was interesting because this one went all over the place. And everybody got their shots in. Um, Wardlow and Chris Hager to told their own story in the back which was a lot of fun between Wardlow spearing Chris Hager through a wall or <clears throat> Chris Hager. Spearing Hager through a wall. Uh, Jack Hager. Did I say Chris Hager? Jeez Louise. I'm thinking Chris Jericho. Spearing Hager through a wall and then Hagar coming back and power bombing Thank you, Violet. It's Jake. <laughs> it didn't sound right. It's Jake Agar. Power bombing uh, Wardlow through whatever constructed shelving wooden contraption that was. It was just kind of of a little bit of everything. It looked like some steel, some plastic, some wooden stuff. But uh, Wardlow went through it nonetheless. Um Jericho and MJF went all over the place. At the end, MJF was a bloody mess. Even to the point that Chris Jericho got his uh, brace taken off. Um, tag team action, the fight between FTR with Tully versus Santana Ortiz and a surprise appearance from, from, from House DJ Burka, 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 Conan. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun. That was fun. And then he even stopped Tully from uh, getting in the action. So that was fun. So I do I think Conan's going to stick around? Ah, no, I think this was a special appearance. But, um, but yeah, I absolutely – yeah, me too, Violet. I, I popped for Conan because I – I love what Conan did with LAX when Santana Ortiz were in Impact Wrestling. 
they told some great stories, you know, whether it was just extreme violence or uh, the promo work or whatever. Conan always got a pop from me and from the audience, too, you know. So we'll see. Maybe he'll stick around. I'd like it. Um, it made me think that he was there because because um, that told me that even more that uh, Pinnacle was going to win. And then if Inner Circle breaks up, Conan stays with Inner Circle. Or Santana and Ortiz, excuse me. But... Um, But then uh, uh, Gravara and Sean Spears ended up wrapping it up in the ring in front of the audience. <clears throat> I mean, everybody came down to the ring from the uh, inner circle at the end. But I was, I was a little surprised how it ended. But I was okay with it because it really put over two guys from both groups that maybe don't get enough shine in front of the TV. Um, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears told a fun story between the backstage stuff, the way it was set up, especially when Sean Spears was in that big room surrounded by racks and racks and racks of chairs. I thought that was a really cool visual. I enjoyed that. Um, and it gave, certainly gave him some shine. Um, and the way the crowd has been reacting to Sammy Guevara lately, um, they are absolutely ready for something big to happen with Sammy Guevara. They love Sammy. And he's one of my favorites in this company. You know, barring all the controversial stuff that's happened within the last year between the impact stuff and then there was some other stuff during the uh, last summer that that stuff that happened to him. Um, but he he rose above everything. You know, he took his licks and 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 um, and uh, came out on top, in my opinion. So. Um, to see him and Sean Spears end this, I thought was pretty cool. I, I, I would have preferred, I would have, well, here's that word again. I would have assumed that it would have been MJF and Chris Jericho ending it, but they, they changed it up. It was a little different, but everybody got the shine in this match. Everybody got their asses handed to them. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. And, um, and then with Inner Circle coming down to the ring at the end of the match, uh, celebrating in front of fans with the fire going off. I can't wait to see like the slow-mo visual from this when they set up something in the future. I can't wait to see it. Or if somebody took a picture at ringside with the fire behind them and them celebrating, you know, in front of the fans, that's going to look like a million bucks. I can't wait to see that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was very different from the last one, but it was also very good, in my opinion. Because, like I said, everybody got their shit in. You know, everybody shined. No matter whether it was the tag team stuff or the individual stuff, and everybody was all over the place. And then it ended in front of the fans 
which was appropriate. It wasn't, I mean, because if it was all on the screen in front of the fans' eyes, that really would have ended on a dud. You had to end it in front of the fans for the fans because that's why the this is for the fans. It's a welcoming back for the fans. And I had goosebumps on and off all night. It took me about halfway through the crowd or halfway through the pay-per-view, excuse me, to actually get used to hearing that crowd and seeing them in the background. It was, I'll say it was distracting, but in a good way, like, Oh my God, look at all the fans. (laughs) It's, it's, it's wild how much I got goosebumps talking about it, how much it affects, um, just everything, you know, a response of a crowd to an entrance, a pop from a move, how much it can make or break a pay-per-view. But I will say this brand has, has done well with, with what they were given, with what they had to work with during this pandemic. Um, you know, you know, do I wish a company like uh, Impact Wrestling could have done the same thing? Absolutely. You know, I would have loved to seen them uh, shoot their stuff in front of, you know, a, a smaller crowd someplace, you know, like similar to say like, you know, back in the, um, the TNA pay-per-view days, you know, in a smaller place like that, maybe. Um, but, but they did what they felt they had to do for their people in their company, which is fine, which is fine. Uh, Daly's Place was a great place to present what they had in front of fans um, when they were letting fans back in. And it still felt like a big show because of the big backdrop and stage and everything. So, so that was cool. Um, and they're only going to be there for like another, what, month and a half, two months, and then they're going to hit the road. So that's, uh, that's good to see. That's good to see. Um, it'll be really interesting to see crowds when they, you know, get on the road in front of different audiences and cities around the, around the country. And hopefully within the next calendar year, go international, hit the UK and other places. That'll be great. Um, but we still got a long ways to go with this pandemic. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. It's getting better. Places are opening up, but we're not done fighting this. So, but overall, um, <clears throat> very good show. Loved it. Uh, well worth the 50 bucks I paid for it, I will say. You know, some people say, oh, well, I, I paid this amount of money and it wasn't worth that. It was worth this. Um, I felt I got my money's worth. This was just just having the crowd back was it made it felt it felt different, you know. Felt like, you know, not that the shows we were getting weren't real shows, but it just Oh, 
it just it just felt good to have that dose of normal back for wrestling fans you know and you get just the looks on the fans faces the looks on the fans faces just so you know the smiles smiles for miles you know it really was um critical things comment here by the way moose sold a lot of a a lot of uh people's tickets yeah um there were some people well i know um bill was down there bill from tni front row bill he wasn't in the front row but he was down there uh he was now i didn't see him on camera he could probably let me know by you know showing a picture of the audience behind where the ring was where he was because they showed that uh they showed that part of the audience all night long you know so uh but yeah i know he was absolutely He was absolutely waiting for Moose to show up. And it it's, you know, when you put together what's been going on in Impact Wrestling, um, it, it makes sense. You know, and he even said he was going to be in Jacksonville. So uh, did he show up tonight? No. Was he the, you know, the Joker part of the uh, Battle Royal? No. Could it still happen? Sure. But am I gonna hold my breath waiting for it no no because that whole thing has been played out on impact wrestling television and it's been more to deal with kenny omega than anything i mean there's been some other stuff going on but it's been pretty limited with the exception of matt hardy you know impact old old impact tna fans popping for matt hardy along with uh cassidy and uh quinn the um damn (laughs) you don't see him for a while and you forget the damn name someone will put it in the comments but you know the well well they've been calling it something different lately anyways the uh house of hardy or whatever they're calling Hardy front office, whatever. I don't know. Man, Hardy's squad. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, private party. Thank you, Violet. Damn. I'm I'm tired. It's been a long day. I know I always say that, but it's true. Um, but yeah, let me know in the in the comments what you thought of the show overall. I I thought it was a great, well-rounded show. This one just made me happy, you know. Uh, definitely um, one of the highlights of this weekend. Um, I'm not. I did not grill today. I will be grilling tomorrow, and uh, you know. Grill some chicken, grill some brats, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, you know, maybe do a little yard work. It'll be a good holiday. So, um, 
But yeah, I loved it. Let me know in the comments. So that's going to do it for this one. Ah, look at that. We're keeping it under an hour. Beautiful on this late, late Memorial Day weekend evening. So hope you all have a uh, good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and for anybody international, hope you just had a, a great, great weekend. And <laughs> thanks for watching on your way out. You know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash that sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. The merch link is in the description. You can check that out along with all the socials, the face spots, the Twitter box and the instant and for your bone on the go the audio portion of this podcast is on anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast much love everyone we'll see you guys soon uh i have no clue what i'm doing this week we're just gonna kind of make it up as we go along i try to keep a schedule but lately that's been damn near impossible but um i'm so glad i've been able to at least uh, cover this. This one was a lot of fun. Even if I didn't do a watch along, I was able to watch it and, um, yeah, just, uh, had a blast sharing my thoughts with you. Take care. Mwah. Good night, folks.